today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML. Interestingly enough, we were just talking with Henry Jacek about the uh, key issues here in the province, and he mentioned health care is probably the number one issue. Well, uh, related to that is uh, the concern right now in this community about transgender patients in our city here in the Hamilton area facing massive issues regarding uh, transgender health care. Many patients have been left on waiting lists for two years. Uh, some can't even find people uh, to treat them uh, for any number of medical situations. Joining us to talk about this is Cole Gately. Cole, of course, is the uh, chair of the Hamilton Trans Health Coalition, also with uh, MA in Adult Education and Community Development, and always a welcome guest here on the Bill Kelly Show on CHML. Cole, how are you doing today? Good, thank you, Bill. How are you doing? Great. Thanks so much for the time to talk to us about this today. This is a very important issue. Shed some light on us. What What are the problems that uh, that the coalition is facing and that you've identified so far? Well, we've been around for about a year, and uh, we formed uh, because of uh, you know an increasing need. You know, trans activists in town and uh, the odd a handful of doctors, not even a handful really, getting overwhelmed with. Um, calls and emails and uh, inquiries from um, other trans people who are uh, who were looking for a doctor. There's people looking for a, a doctor because they don't have a doctor or sometimes they're, um, they're scared that their doctor isn't going to understand or isn't going to be able to give them the help. And then um, others are afraid of discrimination, afraid of um, just not getting the kind of health care that they need. And Ever since the coalition started and we we've uh, become more visible, then uh, I'm getting I'm getting at least you know two emails a week from people looking for a family doctor in Hamilton. There, are, I, I guess, a couple of ways to approach this. Let's first of all talk with people that uh, may actually even have a family physician, Cole, but uh, have identified themselves as transgender. Is is that does that present a problem sometimes? Sometimes it does, and I think it's just because, um, you know, family physicians, you know, we know that uh, in medical education, there's not, there's hardly anything on trans uh, issues. It's usually because there's someone that's expressing an interest or someone who's trans themselves who is uh, in the course that are, that anything gets talked about it. So there's no formal medical education for, about trans health issues. So that's one thing. So I think that there are Doctors out there, there are loads of well-meaning doctors out there who really want to help, but they don't know how to do it, and they're they're sort of I think they're put off by sort of mythologies around um, extraordinary mental health needs and things like this. Um, and then there are others who I think there are some people out there who uh, still have you know sort of you know old-fashioned ideas and kind of biases against or uh, against uh, trans people and don't want to deal with trans people and then there's uh yeah so if you have a doctor and um it might just be that you haven't asked the question because you're too scared and maybe if you did ask the question it would um you know the doctor would be willing but i think we just what the coalition wants to do is just create education uh in hamilton for physicians and let physicians know that there's lots of resources out there uh, through Rainbow Health Ontario, et cetera, to educate them and to, you know, have um, uh, local doctors who are working on trans health care to do consults and, uh, you know, medical education with each other, peer education. It's it's disappointing to know that there may well be some doctors out there who simply say, well, I don't want to do that for a variety of reasons, and it may well be because of some enshrined bias, and, and that's regrettable. Mm-hmm. But anecdotally, though, Cole, would it be fair to say that the majority of doctors might be willing to do this, but for a variety of reasons, as you mentioned, workload, maybe 
uh, lack of knowledge about the protocol that may be available to them right now that they, they simply say, well, I, it's, I, I can't? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's. I think that you know, doctors are. You know, they they got into medicine for a reason. They want to help people, and uh, I think that the majority of doctors absolutely want to help. And it's. Just, I don't know about workload issues so much, uh, because uh, we've heard from Dr. Karis Massarella and others that you know, um, trans healthcare isn't extraordinarily different than other people's care, right? So it's not really a workload issue. There might be ideas that there. There is going to be an extraordinary workload, but it's not true um, in the majority of cases. And so it's just a question of uh, getting educated. Sherborne Health Centre in uh, Toronto, which houses the Rainbow Health Ontario, they have uh, guidelines and protocols. It's a document. It's out there. It's downloadable from the internet for free, and it gives doctors, primary care physicians, exactly step-by-step instructions on how to um, how to support a trans patient. There's also a weekly um, teleconference for uh, physicians from all over Ontario who want to learn more about uh, supporting the trans patients. And I just think that there are many doctors out there who who already have trans patients or have patients who are considering transitioning already in their practices. So it's not like there's a ton of trans people out there who don't have doctors who are going to be, you know, bottlenecking the system. These are mostly people already have doctors, and if they don't, there are mechanisms in place to help uh, people get family doctors. Yeah. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. And listen to The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML.